Welcome to episode number 71 for June 6, 2010 of Taken With You. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. This week, we talk about what happened on Memorial Day, Netflix, Redbox, and more. Uh, We are going to talk this week a little bit about getting gifted uh, a three-month subscription to Netflix and how we started watching Farscape at the... uh, at the request of some of our friends, and we'll tell you where we are on that. Plus, today's subject is all about legacy leaving. What will you leave behind when you pass on? Good question. Corporate Jim's been biding his time, waiting for the moment to strike. And now it's come. Aliens are closing in on the tenth city. Mickey is stuck in a world of dreams, and if he doesn't get out, he won't make it through the night. Will Jones and Rose be able to wake him? Death is stalking Tent City, and more than one person will not see the dawn. Come with us as we take a journey down the yellow brick road. Barry. The Martians Are Here podcast at themartiansarehere.com And so far, the, um, the story's been quite interesting. When are you going to listen to it? Well, I kind of like listening to an audiobook all the way through. Well, you're going to have to wait for a long, long time because this is like a year long. Oh. That's not going to work. Okay. But I think the 13 episodes of uh, part one will be done here pretty soon. I guess maybe you could do it then, huh? Well, and what you don't realize is I listened to a lot of it while you're recording, too. Well, yeah, but that's not the same impact. That's true. Because I, I start always... and stop a billion times. Uh-huh. When you do voiceover work, that happens. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it, though. It, what I've heard so far, I've really liked. Very different. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows what's going to happen. Ooh. Well, I really do like audiobooks. I listen to them when I do my data entry job. Yeah. And um, it, it makes things go faster. Yeah. And um, and I enjoy listening to the different people's writings. and. Cool. Yeah. Well, you'll have to tell me what you think. Okay. Anyway, Stefan's doing a marvelous job writing. He's got another special coming up from a guy named Mike Featherstone from England mm-hmm. that has written a, an amazing short story called Pyramid. I've actually heard you tell me about this story, which I really can't talk about because nope. you haven't put it out yet. Nope. It's kind of like being part of a secret um, audio story club, and I can't tell any of the plots yet. No, you can't. Yeah. You have to keep it a secret. Okay. You've got a secret, and you have to keep it. I don't remember that song. It's an audio adrenaline song called Secret. Okay. Anyway. Okay, well, let's talk about what's going on in our house, and then we'll get into the subject for the day. So, here we go. What's happening at our house?
I was excited. Oh, just a minute. My mic's being goofy. There we go. I was excited because uh, one of my friends... We Well, okay, this is how it all started. We were talking on Twitter one day. A bunch of us talk on Twitter all the time. I haven't been on Twitter for a year. You said that like 16 times on the program. Yes. Anyway, I was on Twitter, and yeah. we were talking about different things, and somebody brought up um, the science fiction series Farscape, and we're talking about it, and... Uh, somebody was on using Netflix and streaming the the uh, series uh, a few episodes at a time and catching up. Mm-hmm. And is I it still it's not still on. No, is it? no, okay. No. But I I mentioned I chimed in and said I'd never actually seen Farscape. I mean I've seen I you know like a promo. But I've never seen an episode. Before, no. Yeah. And anyway, so I was talking that, and then. Um, somebody was also, you know, everybody can see what you write. And, uh, we had a, a great friend of ours, uh, send me a little gift, a three month subscription to Netflix. Our family has been so excited. <laughs> Catherine has like, listen, watched three, um, different Mary Kate and Ashley movies she's never seen before. Oh boy. And, um, she thought she'd seen all of them and she found more. Well, this is how it works. And, and if you don't have Netflix, well then we'll educate you right now. Netflix used to be Mm -hmm. that you went on the internet and you picked the movies you'd like to get on DVD Mm -hmm. and then you would check like a library, you would check out three DVDs at a time and you'd pay a month or two or whatever the Mm -hmm. subscription was. And you place them in the mail. They have a little mailer, and you seal them up, and you send them off, and they go back and forth. And and for like X amount of money per month, you could just keep exchanging DVDs and watch, you know, DVDs mm-hmm. without having to pay all the high prices at a video store. Mm-hmm. Well, now they have really caught up with the times, and they're really ahead of themselves. Where now, not only can you get the DVDs or Blu-rays to your home. But you can also, with that subscription, you get a thing called Instant Play. Mm-hmm. And what you're able to do is go in, see the movies that have the little blue um, icon that says Play on it. You can actually put things in an Instant Play queue and watch them right on your computer. And with our new Blu-ray player that we got a few months ago when we got our new HDTV, um, it had an Ethernet cable on the back of the Blu-ray player. You plug that in and you have internet to your TV, which means, and and this has an application on it, that not only can we watch YouTube videos on our big screen, mm-hmm. but also now that we have Netflix, we can watch all these old TV shows and movies and different things right on our Blu-ray player direct from Netflix on the big screen. Yeah, my... Our son at college, um, he doesn't have cable, but he just uses his laptop and watches Netflix and Hulu and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so he he's so funny. Now now he will not watch any series unless he goes back to the first one and watches it from the beginning, like on Netflix or Hulu. It's, right. it's really funny. He won't just sit down and watch something if it's like halfway through a season. Well, nowadays you can't do that really because there's so many, everything story arcs. Mm-hmm. Well, you can, but it's just not the same. Yeah. You know, I I just, I kind of see something in the future here. Um, for all of us women who really get frustrated with clutter in the house, with like CDs and DVDs all over the place. Used to be VHS tapes. Yeah. I used could, to be. I could really see in the future. Before that, it wasn't anything. You couldn't get movies at home. I could really see in the future that just like, 
um, iTunes, you can buy something just to put on your little iPod or listen on the computer. Right, digital. Um, I just I could see how in the future there'll be far less um, DVDs or, or oh, yeah, Blu-rays. Yeah. Yeah, in that's already stores. happened. Yeah, but it's going to well, be more and more probably. Well, even with Apple TV, I think you can uh, now, you can own, you have a whole digital library that's backed up away from your house, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. but uh, So now you really do, you're able to access your stuff. from. And the, the beauty about this is you don't have to have the DVD with you. Uh, with Netflix, if you have your laptop and a, and a fast connection to the internet, you can watch all sorts of different shows. And in mm-hmm. the future, like with Apple TV and different things, in the future we will have basically a server in our home or somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, that stores all of our digital music and our movies well, and stuff like that. We already, and we just access it wherever we want. I think we already pay $5 a month to back up our our um, computers. Well, or your my compu- computer. Your computer because we have all our work stuff on it. But um, Yeah. But yeah, I think it, it's getting... Very future, you know, it's getting much more future where you can have just this little small device that has what would have taken a room full of. Oh, yeah, I mean, on my iPod, in fact, I had to take some uh, because I only have a 32 gig iPod touch. (laughs) Is that a hint? (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, you know, I want an iPad next, but anyway, because I only have 32 gigs, I I actually have almost my entire 4,000 some songs. How, on it. How many gigs are on the iPads right now? 16, 32, I think 64 you can get. Yeah, if you wait a year or two, they can they'll probably have like 128 or something. When do I don't have to wait for a year? It's good to wait. It's it's good for your patience. your patience. I don't, I don't and, like patience. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> It's good for you to wait. I don't know about that. It the makes other, you the, appreciate things. So we've been really enjoying that. So thank you. Um, we'll just say thank you to our friend who gifted us the three-month subscription. Oh, you we, know, we'll probably get all the way through, and then I'm probably going to be hooked on it and want it all the time. So that's you know, what I get. Um, I haven't figured Thanks. out how I haven't figured out how to put anything on the queue yet. I don't have a single thing that I've put on there. That's all right. But I have been enjoying watching Farscape, believe it or not. It's really different. Well, and it's funny because we watched um, Stargate um, SG-1. And, and it has two of the stars on it. has there. a couple of the people from... Yeah, but they're not the same characters at all. Kind, You know, Vala's a little bit like that, though. Vala? Vala? Vala. And the, the other guy, the scientist guy on Farscape. Ben Browder or whatever his name he's is. A little, they're a little bit like their nah, characters on really. SG-1. Well, I kind of like it because they have Muppets on the show. You know, I've missed the Muppets. <laughs> I have. I used to babysit. They're Yoda-esque. I used to babysit like every Thursday night for this one family, and their kids were allowed to watch the Muppets. So we would, yeah. they'd all climb up on the easy chair on me, and we watched the Muppets before Hermit they the Frog here. <laughs> and we have the Muppet movies. Mmm, Grover. Sounds like Yoda. Muppet Treasure Island's a classic. Oh, man. Margarita's at the Midnight Cafe or Midnight Buffet. Well, yeah. Anyway, there's other songs. Hey, would you quit it with the booze? It's peeling the paint off the shuffleboard. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Those aren't my favorite. The Black Spot. Ah. I like Kermit. (laughs) You're kind of looking like Kermit today. You're wearing a green shirt. Dead Tom's always been dead. Okay. 
And maybe I shouldn't have brought up Muppet Treasure Island. What else do we need to talk about here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were going to talk about we had a great Memorial Day weekend. Yes, we did have a great Memorial Day weekend. It was really quite fun. On Thursday, I got a call from my son, Nathan. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, you're going to be home tonight? And I said, yeah. And uh, he said, oh, I might be stopping by. So that and, was a surprise. And I'm bringing my laundry. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He's going to bring his laundry. That's important. Yeah. important, important things. Anyway, um, and then he called and said he wasn't coming. And then all of a sudden his wife showed up. I didn't know that he called and said he wasn't coming. Yeah, he wasn't coming. He was just going to come the next day. And then uh, and then his wife showed up. And then obviously he's going to be where his wife is. So he showed up here too. Okay. And then we ended up talking. And ha- did we have dinner and everything together? Yeah, we, I, we had a late dinner because I was somewhere. I can't remember where I was. But who, who knows? We're everywhere. I, I got home late and... Um, I'm trying to remember where it was. Anyway, I got home late, so we had kind of a dinner at like eight o'clock at night. Yeah, but, but it was fun. We got to visit yeah. and have a good time with uh, with all of. Uh, it was just oh, nice Catherine, having all the kids. At Catherine home. was at youth group. Oh, that's right. And then so. she came back from youth group, and then we were all together and we had dinner. Yeah, and then we had them over for dinner Friday the, night. The next night, and, and then, then Saturday, I had to work like 15 hours that day because I had to catch up from taking the, the time off to visit the with time everybody. Off to visit, and then. Sunday, it took a lot of time off because the kids came over. They went to church with us mm-hmm. in Olympia. We went up to Olympia to Reality and Church. And then we had a barbecue, and they stayed and for most of that afternoon. Yeah, and Andrew had a friend over, too. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a really... It was quite the fun um, few days. So it was, it was yeah. fun to uh, spend some time and with everybody. I worked Memorial Day on Memorial Day. Yeah, but... and I went and, put, uh, I went and visited my grandparents' grave sites. Oh, I didn't work on Memorial Day because I took a couple hours off to visit with cousins that live in Knoxville, Tennessee, and Huntsville, Georgia. That's they right. Were, they were here for a visit. And I got to see them for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice to get to see them again. I, I have cousins that grew up right next to us. They were our next-door neighbors, which in the country was like a quarter mile away. Yeah. But um, we played together a lot growing up, and my two boy cousins, one six months older and one six months younger, and I was kind of wedged right in between. Mm-hmm. And then they have an older sister that's a few years older. And um, and you all got together. And we all got together. We had a nice visit. That's cool. Got to catch up a little. So we had a really quite fun, and, and um, I put a, together a video. If anybody is interested in the video, I talk a little bit about my grandparents and Memorial Day, and and uh, take some flowers out of our yard and put them up on the gravesites. You did a really good job on the flower arrangements, too. Thank you very much. I like flower arranging. I, I really like flower arranging. Well, you're better at it than I. I just kind of put stuff together I, I, that I think looks cool. Yeah. One of my gifts to some of the girls that have been in our youth group has been to help them with their their um, wedding flowers. Because wedding flowers. Oh, nice. I worked at a couple different flower shops when I was younger. Yeah. I enjoy that stuff. But if you want to see the video and, and hear a little reminiscing, I made a 9 minute and 59 second video because you can only have 10 minute videos on YouTube. Ah. And so if you go to our my video blog, I do a, I've do only missed one day in like the last two months. Hmm. And it, it doesn't look, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it because, uh, and you're probably happy about that, but um, probably because... Uh, you know, I mean, one day I'll have 50 to 100 people watch it, and another day 10. So it's like, I don't know how that works. I don't understand. But anyway, mm-hmm. a bunch of people like the Memorial Day one, uh, and you can find that at youtube.com slash Moyer7, or sorry, 
let me do that again, youtube.com slash rickmoyer777. And that has all my videos ever. That's good. Yeah. And people, you can enjoy it. I only do probably from one and a half minutes to, you know, the most ever was the Memorial Day one is nine minutes and 59 seconds. Other than that, it's usually around four or five minutes. And it's kind of fun. Just updates you on what's going on during the day and different music production and stuff. I and, watch your blogs. Well, thank you, dear. I watch them on Facebook, though. Does that count on sure YouTube when sure. I watch them on Facebook? Sure. Sure. I'm not sure how they count those. I'm not sure either, but everybody's welcome to go to my video blog. A lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, so was there anything else that we needed to cover before we get into... Um, um, let me look on my on my email here. Let me see. Oh, you wrote down something about Redbox. Why did you write something in our notes about Redbox? Did we already talk about Redbox on our program? I think we did. I don't know if if it's if it's across the country, but Redbox is really cool. It allows you to get um, brand new release DVDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, now that we have Netflix, you know we can do that pretty quickly as well. But mm-hmm. this it only cost you a dollar, well, and it's like a vending machine for DVDs. What, but they don't have Blu-ray. What we were really excited about is we live kind of in the suburbs. Well, we do definitely live in the suburbs, yeah. and yeah. and it's ten minutes to usually anything except for we do have a 7-Eleven and a mini mart out here about two minutes away about two minutes away and so um we were really excited when they got the the red box because um my daughter when she has a friend over and they want to watch a movie i don't have to drive you know 20 minutes round trip to get them a movie to watch we can just get one for about a quarter of the price at the Red Box compared to driving into town and going to Blockbuster. Yeah. So we've watched Band Slam three or four times now. That's a good good movie. It's a you know, if you have teenage kids, it's a pretty clean um it's only PG and it has, you know, goofy teenage music in it. It was good. But the one that I was I tricked into I was tricked into watching a show by the promos. Okay. Called Extreme Measures. Yeah. And I thought it was an action flick with Harrison Ford. Uh-huh. Of course, he's getting really old now, so I doubt he can do a lot of action flicks anymore, even though I know well, from he, time to time he, he does. A, he did an Indiana Jones not that long ago. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Well, and you watched him this last week on uh, um, Empire Strikes Back, too. But yeah, that was a long time, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I I was tricked into watching this show, but unfortunately, it's one of those kind of shows that once you start watching, you have to finish because you want to see what yeah, happens. I only got to see the second half. You didn't well, tell me you started it. Okay. Well, any well, whatever. You're busy what, doing whatever. Uh, anyway, watch this show. I, I, was I actually laundry. okay. I recommend the movie. I actually recommend the movie. It's called um, Extreme Measures, mm-hmm. and it stars. Um, What's the guy's name? Well, it is it Brandon guy, Fraser? Is that yeah, the guy's name that guy played in Mummy? And he also was George of the Jungle. And he was also Dudley Doodle, dude, whatever that guy Dudley is. Dudley Do Right. Dudley Do Right. Dudley Nels. Dudley Do Right of the Canadian Mountie Patrol or whatever. Royal Mountie. Royal whatever. Yeah. Nels. Yeah. Anyway, he started along with Harrison Ford and uh, some uh, some other folks. I don't even remember who. But anyway, it was uh, it was a true. St- it was based on a true story. And as soon as that came up on the thing, 
I thought, oh, now wait a second. There's something about mm-hmm. watching a movie that is inspired by a true story that is either really cool or really emotional. Well, Blindside got tons of awards, and it was based. I haven't on watched that yet. You have to watch it. It's a good movie. It's not a sad movie either. Well, this one Sometimes was kind of a sad. You don't want to watch this them when Extreme sad. Measures was kind of a sad movie. Not really. But actually, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but. As you go through, you really go through an emotional roller coaster as you watch it. Well, and and Harrison Ford's character, yeah, Harrison Ford's character in this one was so different than what he plays in other things. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was um, his character was really angry a lot. Mm-hmm. And you don't, I mean, I've seen him act angry at times in different movies, but never was his character so. Usually eccentric he's, and yeah, crazy. Usually he's more of a, a silent, strong, you know, kind of John Wayne type where he's tough. But Right. This one was totally different. He was a scientist working on an enzyme that would cure a specific disease or trying to cure a specific disease or at mm-hmm. least not cure it, but um, stop kids from dying from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, the, the story was just not what I expected. It fooled me completely, the promos and everything. It was kind of like when I watched Bridge to Terabithia and how sad. You know, that was a really different movie, and yeah. it wasn't what the promos well, kind of made it to this, be. and this this movie wasn't as sad as British to Terrible. No, 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 though, not but, by far. Um, but yeah, it it was a good good movie. It did have quite a bit of swearing in it, didn't it? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't. I think they probably used the S word a few times, and I don't remember I'm, any. I'm just F-words. trying to remember if it is. I mean, if that's how people gauge their. Um, I I don't know. I I I would recommend it for teenagers, a yeah. little older teenagers, because of the moral dilemmas that it faced and talked about. I think oh, it was really good in that. You could spend an hour just talking, just talking about, about the ethics of the. Oh, the, the, the industry that revolved the drug industry, the, drug industry. the, the uh, stem cell research, so on and so forth. What's, it was what's considered acceptable loss, right? Okay, and how and many? How what's many? What's the kids, profit margin? Yeah, how many kids can we be acceptable? Yeah, they, in the, it was and, it was fascinating because, because because they it might not work. Well, yeah, they they had ways to improve the lives of kids, but if it wasn't a certain profit margin, they wouldn't invest in it, and therefore there is a cure or a, or yeah. a help for it. But they wouldn't develop it because it wasn't well, like like they're working on four, four different enzymes, and maybe one of the enzymes might help ten percent of the people, right? But they don't they want to develop, develop that one because there because wouldn't it won't be make any many, money. much profit in it. Yeah, so and, I mean, and there's this, just and a again, lot of different moral dilemmas. Questions. In this well, one. see, that's the whole thing. Um, we we live in a world like that where people are greedy and. You know, it'd be, I bet you that there's a cure for cancer somewhere, but I, I think it's 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 a common dilemma that happens every day. It's corporations and stuff, and very very interesting. But I mean, I think there's a lot of different things in the world that would be different. I mean, with transportation and fuel, and you know, all these different things would be different if the money wasn't involved. So yeah. just I mean, anything you yeah, you talk about anything. If there was a way to develop things without having to without look for a profit. being worried about the profit, but yeah. but there's been societies that have tried that with communism and different things, and, and then people start getting and squashed. they've turned into third world countries because yeah, there yeah. hasn't been the motivation for people yeah. to show up to work and to work hard. And well, then, see, and this is why we believe in faith. Yeah. 
there's there's a lot of problems out there in the world, so we need all the help we can get. <laughs> yeah, someday there'll be a utopia, but it won't be exactly what most people think. Okay. I'll take your word on that. Well, I mean, you've read the Bible. Yeah. I've read the end. New heaven, <laughs> new earth. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're supposed yeah. to be going on to something else here. <laughs> Okay, we got really into pharmaceuticals there. <laughs> kind of got so. sidetracked, but that was it. Anyway, watch the movie. Get, get the DVD. Watch teens, it. It's called. Yeah. Is it Extreme Measures? Is that the name of it? I I think so. Boy, I hope we're doing this right. Anyway, it's the one that stars Harrison Ford and. We only got the one day rental for a dollar, so oh, we took it right. back already. <laughs> right. But I think it's called. Is it Extreme? I measures? think it is. And if anyone's a parent, you'll really. It'll be really meaningful to you. Okay, there's our review. We didn't even plan to talk about that, but we did. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to come right back, and um, we'll be uh, talking about words of wisdom and making a quick appeal. We still want to do uh, Good Book Part 2, but we really want to make that real interactive. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to say one more time. Actually, we might as well say it right now. We are looking for audio comments on what you think about the Bible. What's your favorite scripture? What do you think? Do you have any questions about the Bible? Um, Anything you want to know about it? A comment that you want to make? Is there something in the Bible that's changed your life or helped you in any way? We're looking for emails to rick at takingwithyou.com or audio comments on mp3. Or you can um, write something on Facebook or Twitter, too. You can call our voicemail line if I knew Mm -hmm. what the... Let me see if I have the... Yep, I do. We have a voicemail line that you can leave a message on, a Google voicemail, and the um, the number is 206-414-THWY. That's 206-414-THWY, or 8499 is the last four numbers there. So 414, or 206-414-8499. And you can leave a message for us, and that that translates into an MP3, and we can put it on the show. We'd like to do that in the in the next couple of uh, podcasts coming up. So if you would do that, that would be awesome. So here's what we're looking for: comments about the Bible or questions about the Bible, and then Amy will Amy and I will comment on them or try to answer those questions. And we would just love to get your opinions on what you think about the Bible, or you know that. Whatever, or if you have a question about it, that would be be awesome. So please send in your questions and comments about the Bible for Good Book Part 2. Okay, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commit. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today.
Yep, Stargazer is still available. And people should get it because it's starting to be summertime and you can actually see the stars. Mm-hmm. Time for words of wisdom right here on Taking With You. We are in Genesis chapter 42, the story of Joseph, uh, starting with verse 29. When they got back to their father Jacob, back to the land of Canaan, they told him everything that had happened, saying, The man who runs the country spoke to us roughly and accused us of being spies. We told him, We are honest men and in no way spies. There were twelve of us brothers, sons of one father. One is gone, and the youngest is with our father in Canaan. But the master of the country said, Leave one of your brothers with me. Take food for your starving families and go. Bring your youngest brother back to me, proving that you're honest men and not spies. And then I'll give your brother back to you, and you'll be free to come and go in this country. As they were emptying their food sacks, each man came upon his purse of money. On seeing their money, they and their father were upset. Their father said to them, You're taking everything I've got. Joseph's gone, Simeon's gone, and now you want to take Benjamin? If you have your way, I'll be left with nothing. Reuben spoke up. I'll put my two sons in your hands as hostages. If I don't bring Benjamin back, you can kill them. Trust me with Benjamin. I'll bring him back. But Jacob refused. My son will not go down with you. His brother is dead, and he is all I have left. If something bad happens to him on the road, you'll put my gray, sorrowing head in the grave. So are we going to stop there? I don't know. What do you think? Sure. We're going through the story of Joseph and... uh, Quite an interesting story, um, as you've heard. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get into chapter 43 next week. Sure. And um, find out what happens with... Find out what happens next the time. sons of Jacob. You can read ahead if you want. Mm-hmm. Genesis chapter 43 will be starting next week. Thanks for listening to the words of wisdom here. I'll take him with you. Are you like mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity. Irregularity. Inconsistency. Incongruity, a rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com Yes, listen to the Anomaly Podcast. Very fun. Jen and Angela, you guys rock, or girls rock, sorry. Time once again for Food for Thought. Today, we're talking about leaving a legacy. 
Memorial Day, um, we a lot of confusion because we have an audience that's worldwide. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had a good time explaining to people what Memorial Day was all about. Because did you know that other countries do not celebrate Memorial Day? They have days where they celebrate different things, but we mm-hmm. have different days. Yeah. And Memorial Day, I did a little research on it and found um, that it's the last day in the month of May. That's Stri- my Stripey was playing my cat keyboards. jumping up and down yeah. on my keyboard. Yeah, he, he you, just Stripe. played a little mini concert for us. Yeah, well, you didn't hear any of it, though, so. Oh, okay. Anyway, Memorial Day um, had started right after the Civil War, and mm-hmm. it was a way of honoring those people that had given their life for the country, for this country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, that tradition continued on throughout all these years, all the way up until, you know, now, mm-hmm. that um, we set aside one day as a, a national holiday where we honor those that have given their lives in military service for mm-hmm. the country to protect our country. And it's different than Veterans Day. Veterans Day is to honor everyone that serves in the armed forces. Well, and it's, and it's has more served. to, in, in Veterans Day, we honor the living veterans. And Memorial Day, we honor those who have passed on. What well, kind of like that? Yeah. And any, and then Fourth of July, of course, we um, celebrate independence from England. <laughs> no offense, you guys. We like our British friends. But... Che- cheerio. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're independent now. Look how that's turned out. <laughs> well, there's mixed reviews, but. <laughs> um... Well, anyway, the on the whole tales of Memorial Day. I was thinking about yesterday, um, yesterday, well, not yesterday now, but uh, anyway, on Monday, when I went around and placed uh, flowers and stuff on the graves of my grandparents and remembered them, and and a couple that uh, helped raise me, I also went and visited their gravesite and put some flowers from our yard in the in the little uh, flower receptacle or whatever. Vases, basically. Vases, yeah. Uh, anyway, when I did that, I was thinking about how important it is for us to leave a legacy in our lives um, for the people that we've been in contact with, because whether we like it or not, we don't talk about it very often because it's an uncomfortable subject, but not one of us is going to be, uh, living for forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, someday we are going to pass away and we won't be around. And the question is that I asked on Facebook and on Twitter, got some very interesting responses. What do you think the most important thing is for you to leave behind for your family? Mm-hmm. And there are so many different answers to that question. It, it's there's tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, as people of faith, I thought it was really interesting because we have a little bit different perspective on things than those that don't have faith in God. But some of it's similar. So I looked up the word legacy, thinking I was hoping I was going to find a difference between inheritance and legacy. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's really no difference. Hmm. I thought that legacy, I was under the impression that when you leave a legacy, it's not just material things, but it's also... Something to inspire future generations. Stuff like that. But um, when I looked it up in the dictionary, it really, it just basically says property or, um, you know, land, uh, possessions, and that's what a legacy is. And... um, I I find legacy to be much more than what the dictionary says to it. I th- I think of inheritance, and anybody can leave an inheritance. They you know the money they have left over when they pass away, they can leave that, or the property they can leave that to their children mm-hmm. or to whoever they put in their will. But I, when I was thinking of legacy, I was thinking more what you said, 
uh, leaving some type of a mark on life so that you in, you invest in your children and your family and people to the point that they take part of you with them. That's what a legacy to me is. Like when you when you look at an empire, you know, like George Lucas when he passes away, he'll have this big empire of, you know, a legacy of doing the Star Wars movies or whatever. But mm-hmm. there's just there's something about what do we want to leave behind? And I got all sorts of interesting answers on it. I thought it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should I go look at, at the Facebook oh, comments? Right. I don't know if yet, we or? if we want to get there yet, but I guess we can. Um, you know, I, I I was thinking about typical things that people actually leave uh, when they pass away. It's like money or estates, property, etc., stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But not so typical things that we don't really think about that are really just as valid. Um, sometimes when people pass away, they leave specific attitudes. Um, mm-hmm. Stripe. Our cat is still bugging us in here. Well, they, they leave behind attitudes, habits, positive or negative traits mm-hmm. and, and ideas, um, lifestyles, different, you know, um, we've talked about this before. Sometimes when like alcoholism will run in families. Mm-hmm. So when they pass away, they leave that legacy to their children. I I know a lot of people that have said, you know, because of the way they were, were raised would say, I, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. And then when they go through really rough times uh, and their, their, you know, parents pass away, what do they do? Yeah. Well, they, they drink. <laughs> they, they've seen a, a way to handle life modeled by their parents. Right. And whether that was through anger or drinking or, you know, or um, abusing people. And then on the other hand, other side of the coin, um, you can leave a godly heritage, a god godly legacy. I know um, I was really blessed to have Christian grandparents that lived down the road from me growing mm-hmm. up. And I saw them model patience and um, love and and things to me that, um, to me, were a godly heritage, and I was very thankful for that. That sure, I saw them. They weren't the richest people in the world, but they were very giving of their time and their talents. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, to me, that was a, a godly heritage or a godly legacy. Sure, I mean, there's there's all sorts of things that we can pass down to our families, mm-hmm. and uh, I think sometimes. Um, I mean, for me, honestly, I think it's hard sometimes because of the lifestyle choices that I made as a young man. I went into a profession that didn't really have a lot of money in it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I haven't made tons of money. So I really, when I pass away at this point, <laughs> unless something changes, I'm not going to have a huge amount of money to leave to my kids. Mm-hmm. And that, and sometimes I'm sad about that. But at the same time, just I, I I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. It still stands out in my mind, and I still think about this. I've seen I've seen your father pass away. Mm-hmm. I've seen my grandparents pass away, mm-hmm. and and it's been really interesting to watch the differences in in how the families react to that. Mm-hmm. When we went out, when we heard that your dad had been um, in an accident, and we went out to your house to be with your mom. We came in, and all of his stuff was still in his by his chair. They, you know, he had his Louis L'Amour books, his rubber boots, you know, all that stuff. His big thick Bible. His big thick Bible. Everything was still there, mm-hmm. but there, but and there was a sadness about it all. But we all knew that he had great faith in God, mm-hmm. and he didn't take one material possession with him. 
but there but we knew that he was okay mm-hmm. that he was in heaven that even though his body had died and and it was just a shell yeah he had eternity because he had made him he made things right with god i i remember i was cooking out at memorial day weekend at a church camp mm-hmm. and you got the call yeah it wasn't very fun and you were sad because you're going to have to tell me and yes, i've only seen thing. you cry really cry like a couple times in our whole marriage and that was one of them and you were sad to tell me and i remember putting my hands on your shoulders looking you in the eye and i said rick it's okay he's with jesus it's okay he's with jesus do you yeah, remember I me d- saying that to yeah you? but i was feeling pretty bad and then and then um we were newlyweds at that time and i didn't start crying until i realized my kids weren't going to have a grandpa bail i didn't even have kids yet but yeah. i was grieving that they weren't going to have the, the that was very difficult the, the coolness that i had of having a really godly awesome grandpa yeah you know so you know sometimes we don't understand why um loved ones are taken um or why accident happened sometimes you know know, prematurely in my opinion you know i was i was only 20 right but um but i did know he was with jesus and i i think even though i only had 20 years with my dad he definitely had an impact on my life and left a legacy um his poetry, he mm-hmm. every sermon he ever heard, he He'd would write always, it into a poem. He would always paraphrase it into a poem. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote poem every Christmas. Too bad you can't every, find all those. It'd be a good book. Oh, I think my mom still has the big family Bible with mm-hmm. a lot of them, and not probably all of them. Sure. But um, he would write them on little scraps of things, so it wasn't yeah. like a, a <laughs> like a notebook or something. <laughs> but but, but my point is, um, when you know, when we saw that, it was very impacting on our lives, you and I, mm-hmm. and our family, because we thought, you know what, this guy invested so much in his family, and he was such a neat guy. And he had his, I mean, everybody has their problems and their yeah. quirks, but but the biggest legacy that he left behind was his faith in God and, mm-hmm. and his work ethic. Well, and he impacted our community. We had over 500 people show up for his, his funeral, funeral yeah. and our little church would only hold like 250. Yeah, they put speakers outside, Yeah, I think. they had yeah. to put speakers outside and thankfully it wasn't uh They almost even super... wheeled his casket in late because he used to say he used to say he was uh, he, <laughs> he was he, always late for church cuz we were dairy farmers and it sure. took a while to to clean up and get in yeah, town. Milk yeah, milk the cows and get all cleaned up and and then he had to clean him to take his weekly bath. You know, <laughs> and, uh, he always said that he that, that he would be wheel, he'd be uh, late for his own funeral. Yeah, and they almost as a they joke almost did. But anyway, they didn't though. Um, but anyway, he was a very neat man. Now, now when my uh, grandparents passed away, it was a little bit different because my my grandfather Hanson was a little more um, grumpy. Uh, he had some. He struggled with a lot of issues in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, the last couple of years of his life, it got a little bit better only because he found faith. Yeah. Just, and it wasn't actually I mean, just the last year. Yeah. But, and it wasn't real strong or anything like that. I mean, it, I, I wouldn't have called but him people, like, any, but the family noticed yes. he, he prayed a year before he passed away. Yeah. He when he prayed, almost died. Yeah. He was in the hospital and he prayed with you and your aunt. Who well, were both, both my Christian. aunt, not with me. And, um, and he did give his life over to God. And there was a remarkable change. Um, your uncles noticed it. He had never really tried to 
engage them in conversation or, or communicate, or communicate well, yeah. with them very well. And he made an effort that last year. But it, it was fascinating to me is that when he passed away, he he was his health was really bad and he wasn't doing mm-hmm. well. And uh, when he passed away, though, he had a fanny pack that they took off of him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't go anywhere. He didn't walk anywhere. He just stayed in his chair most of the time or in his bed. Yet he had a whole like $900 cash in his fanny pack and kept it close to him. Like, what was he going to do with that? Yeah. But see, that was... That was he came from a, a time when money was tight, mm-hmm. and he worked very hard in the restaurant, and he left a, he left a legacy. He left behind money that made Grandma comfortable mm-hmm. after he was gone, and that was important to him. And that and, and that was the difference between your dad, on the other hand, left a uh, a legacy of faith, but he had life insurance that helped your mom be able to live all these years and go on mm-hmm. trips, and and yeah, it was, she was only. 56 when he passed away so um she was a young widow but but yeah he you know he took care of her also through the life insurance and stuff he he planned on working for another 20 years you know right um but but um she was taken care of and and that is you know a legacy that some people want to leave their families but i'm glad for the legacy of faith that he left and 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 i think i think it's important that we have both Mm-hmm. I think I think sometimes when people don't have faith, they'll just leave material possessions. And I, I've heard of family feuds where people are just at each other's throats, and it's just horrible and everything. And mm-hmm. that has a tendency to happen because of greed and stuff. But I think it's very important that we start now to think about even even if you know even if you're a young person listening, what do you want to leave for your children, or or if you don't have kids, what do you want to leave for your family or for the people, the friends and people around you? What's important to leave behind? What would you say, Amy, would be a couple of qualities uh, for your father that that still are with you to this day and that you are leaving for your children as well? Well, I definitely think my dad believed in honesty and hard work. Mm-hmm. And those were character traits that were very important to him. And um, he not only worked hard for our family, but for our community Mm-hmm. And he was a, a county commissioner and a PUD commissioner. And it was important to him to not just see his family do well, but to see the community around him um, be provided for all. Sure, sure. How about um, for you, what do you want to leave to your kids, to our kids? They're ours. They're <laughs> our kids. Um, I think that I would want them to know that um, in good times and bad times, it's important to turn to God. Sure. And um, I, th- I think they've seen me do that. I think they've seen me pray and and um, seek the Lord in in um, all circumstances. This is getting kind of deep here, <laughs> but um, you know, I I think I would want them to know that it's, that I put my faith in my family. Um, as a priority, and I hope that they would do that when they have their children. That mm-hmm. that um, to combine the two, their faith and their family. I'll never forget um, an older gentleman that I was friends with for many years. Not so much anymore, but but then I was um, gave me some really interesting comments because I was struggling because you know when kids when your kids become teenagers, sometimes they make some really interesting decisions. 
and I was struggling with some of the decisions that my my kid was making and and he stopped me and looked me in the eye and said, "Don't worry, Rick. Um, kids are like concrete, and uh, and they're fresh concrete. They haven't they haven't solidified yet. <laughs> um, so just don't worry. They'll get there. Mm-hmm. And and if you've raised them right, they will you know come around. Now that isn't always the case. I mean, people have their own free will. I mean, my kids have their own free will. They they may not be the same as me, but um, but if we have raised them with certain principles, you know. I, I have to believe that in faith that down the road, those things will mean a lot to them Mm -hmm. if we did our best. Well, the Bible has a promise that if you train your children up in the way that they should go when they are old, they will not depart from it. And I I think that's an encouragement. Well, it's a little ambiguous because you don't really know. It doesn't say what age and, you know. Well, yeah. What I try to look at since we were in youth ministry for over 20 years and we've seen kids make stupid decisions at different times. And, and my hope is, is that if they were taught the right way to live, a wholesome, godly way to live when they are younger, that they will see the wisdom of that. Um, you know, and I think it can be a different age for different people. And sometimes, you know, young men or women will kind of um, sow some wild oats, you know, for oh, just a, a few years, or just. I mean, be I really, I didn't appreciate, something. I didn't appreciate my parents or my grandparents till I was way into my twenties, at least. I think it was after we had our first child. Yeah, I think you when really, Nathan was born, that was a you, different. You really started getting uh, appreciation for all the hard work and sacrifice that being a parent is. That that yeah. they had yeah. um, for you. I think kids can take things for granted yeah. until they're like a parent and they're, you know, working seven days a week and sure. going without sleep and, well, you know. I, and I think it's really important for us as individuals, the you that's listening right now, you need to determine what do you want to leave behind? What What mm-hmm. are some of the things that you want to invest in the people around you and your family your kids, your if you don't have kids, your your friends, whatever. But what do you want people to remember you by? And that is really important to think that. I think a lot of times we just live for the moment or for our pleasure or for whatever we want, and we don't see the big picture. Okay, you know, you put me on the spot so yes, I many have. times. So I'm looking now... at, look at, I think I'll leave my kids stripy. Because look at how cute he is. Okay. He's sitting on the couch right behind my okay. wife. I'm you're, trying to avoid you're her. You're trying to avoid me. Uh, um, you made me answer this question, so I think it's only fair to ask you. What, yeah. What do you want to leave behind to our kids? Um, probably my Netflix um, <laughs> subscription and uh, maybe a couple of my albums. What do you think? Um, shallow. <laughs> <laughs> shallow. <laughs> Anyway, no. For, what do I want to leave behind for my kids? I thought yeah. you were going to ask me what what I, my, what my grandparents what's a, left what's me. What's a legacy? Well, you can answer that too. Okay. Well, what I would like to leave for my kids would be a strong faith in God. I think that's the most important thing um, that they would live their life for the purpose they were created. I think that's been my mission and my and my message in my life ever since I came to know God. Mm-hmm. Has been you know you were created for a purpose and a reason. That is my hope that my children will know that they were created for a reason and for a purpose and raise their children in that very same idea, mm-hmm. that they're not a mistake, that they're not just some result of evolution, 
that they're not just some goo that came together and then poof, there they were, that there is a, a whole destiny that is for them. And that if they will, you know, um, live their lives to help people and serve people um, by serving God, then I think I have, I have accomplished what I wanted to do with my life. I would love to say I could leave them a whole bunch of money so they would never have to worry and they could go on mission trips and have fun and do a, you know, unless something changes, that's not going to happen. But, but, um, most of all, I just want to leave that, that, uh, legacy of faith. And I think, um, I, I, you know, the other thing, it's not as spiritual, but I'd love to leave the legacy of music for them. And I, I think that, uh, music has been such a big part of my life. Um, and storytelling and and mm-hmm. creativity that I really want that for my children and you know out of all three of my kids they're all different mm-hmm. and um, I've got one that's very similar as far as, far as music and creativity and he's gonna I really can see that in him mm-hmm. now my middle son uh, Andrew he is um, he's not creative that way as much as he is with his hands mm-hmm. but and he, see, he I can see him doing mixing boards and mixing music. and he loves music. But, but I see him really creating structures for these things to go into he's and buildings. A, he's and, a lot like my grandfather mm-hmm. who built things with his hands and was yeah. a master carpenter. Yeah. And, and then I, and then I see my daughter who is another creative that really loves to do music and singing and she art. She sings and, all the time. Now you should be happy about that. Remember okay. my mom <laughs> What she did to me, and then, you know. Uh, well, anyway, my, my daughter, we, we taught her at home, and from the time she was little, she would sing her reading lessons. Yes, and she I would remember. Sing she her still math does. Lessons. And she, it looks like she's coming over to the French doors with to her hear, hands on her hips. She's <laughs> like, what are you talking about me for? But no, she's, she has become quite a good singer. She's been in some girls' choirs and been involved in dance and things and, yeah. and ballet and so she's quite so i guess that's what i would want to leave artistic now interesting enough the things that were left to me mm-hmm. by my grandparents and by the couple that was my like my second mom and dad i am so blessed and fortunate at this point in time i have both uh, my parents mm-hmm. alive and doing well so that's really really cool and and i'm very happy for that because i can call my mom and dad anytime and we can go visit them and we do often and and we get wisdom right there from the horse's mouth, which is mm-hmm. no offense that I'm calling you a horse, mom or dad. I'm not. But you know what I mean. That's wonderful. And they have passed down to me some really important things, especially like work ethic. My mom and dad both are hard workers, worked very mm-hmm. hard in their careers. Uh, they're retired now, but they still work hard. You know, mm-hmm. mom does a lot of volunteering. Dad helps people out. It's just, it's, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So I think that they have, have left me that. They've handed that down to me as a legacy. Um, they're still around, so that's great. I can ask them advice, and I like doing that. Um, but from my grandparents, um, different ones gave me different things. Mm-hmm. And then this these, this couple, Mr. and Mrs. Whitlock, actually invested more of my creati- creative side than anybody else in our family, which I think is really interesting. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but did you know that your great-grandfather Arnold, so it would be your Grandma Moyer's father, mm-hmm. was a musician? Well, no, I, I mean, I've heard that, but I never yeah, met him or he was, Yeah, we never met him, but their whole family, they had like nine kids, and all of them played instruments. Or like the Von Trapps? Kind of. He would, during the Depression... Advise, advise. During the Depression, he... Every morning you greet me. He was a music teacher, and a lot of people couldn't Sorry. afford music lessons very much, but he would take his kids 
and they would go and play concerts for different receptions That's and cool. stuff. And he would have a family <coughs> band. Me. And then Grandma said the that, Moyer or the Arnold family band. Yeah, and then Grandma said that their payment was an ice cream cone. Yeah, pretty good. So <laughs> they would work all night and get an ice cream cone. Well, back then. But back then, that was a real treat. So. Yeah, so. That's cool. Yeah. So no, I didn't. I mean, I knew that, but I, but I really did. Grandma and Grandpa Moyer. Now they, you know, Grandpa Moyer would watch. Uh, he would make. He would spoil me. I'd go on vacations with them and stuff, uh-huh. and I'd go visit them when they moved to the trailer park out here in Montesano, and he would uh, take me over to the clubhouse and we'd play pool together, mm-hmm. and then we'd come back and he'd pop popcorn, and we'd watch um, science fiction um, uh, shows on TV, because they had cable. Ooh. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you lived out in the country and just and, got fuzz. Yes, and Grandma, she was a little more uptight, and she'd run around trying to clean up after us. It was pretty funny. It was a full-time job, I'm sure. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> and it, so, But Grandpa was an avid gardener, and he, he liked um, doing the lawn work and stuff. And he, uh, The funny thing about my Grandpa Moyer is he always had a new car. He would, he would use his, it was I don't think they leased it, but he would just trade every couple of years he'd get a brand new car. And he, that was very important to him. Hmm. Really, really important to him. I'm glad he didn't leave you that legacy because I like to pay oh, well, off a I, car and well, drive it for like a few that. years. <laughs> I would love, I would love to do that. But uh, my yeah. frugal ways, I like to pay off a car my, and drive it for a while. <laughs> my, my career doesn't afford that. Yeah. Uh, but with my grandma and grandpa Hanson now, with them, um, different things were were um, passed down. I, you know, I probably have a tendency to have some attitudes like Grandpa Hanson from time to time. <clears> that <throat> my wife will point out. Um, his grumpiness at times and things like that. So I would say, you know, I don't know. I I didn't know him that well because he didn't communicate with me a whole lot. He was he kind of grumpy. He actually talked more to me. Yeah, he actually talked more to you because you go over and clean. I would go over and, and clean their house and I would take him on a walk around the block. And he would talk away. And, and he you... would tell me about the pig he had that he on the farm growing up that would follow him around and was his pet pig. Yeah. And he would tell I heard a few stories. of those stories. But from, you know, he wasn't, like I say, he wasn't real vocal with me. Grandma Hanson, on the other hand, was one of the most generous, nicest people I've ever known. Oh, and so, she, so, so, so much. Yeah, yeah. she, and I, I would say that she passed down to me um, love for life and being generous to people and, and looking out for the needs of others and mm-hmm. blessing them without them knowing sometimes and, and. Um, also uh, entertaining folks and and feeding them and things like that. She was she definitely was a social lady. Yes, she, she I think loved, that's what she she just loved people and she had a real positive outlook on life. And mm-hmm. even though there were times when she wasn't very happy, uh, most of the time she had a, she was most she was of the time fun she and was just laughing, loved and, to be with people. Yeah. And and it was funny because Grandpa kind of was not like that, so it was. It was funny. He was they were opposites, in his chair and, and he'd be grumpy. He wouldn't say Yell very much. And... Benny! <laughs> <laughs> yes, dear. Well, not all the time. <laughs> she, you know what? She was a very good wife to him. She yes. was very loving. And then the other couple that really left me a lot as far as a legacy was uh, Dick and Catherine Whitlock. Now, we named our daughter. I named our daughter. I had no choice in the matter. You just told me her name will be Catherine with a C. Yeah, that's because that was what Mrs. Whitlock's name was. Mm-hmm. But Mrs. Whitlock passed away of a heart attack um, right before we got married, the year that we got married. Yeah. 1986. And anyway, she was just a really neat lady. And um, 
she cared a lot about me and and I think she really fostered the creativity in me. She got me to do lots of artwork. I think she was just keeping me busy is what she was doing because I was very active. She but was she was a um, Girl Scout leader too, so she just really liked kids. Yeah, and, and so I spent a lot of time with her, and and in fact, I remember watching the very first episode of Sesame Street with her. Mm-hmm. She was all excited because PBS on cable was going to have this new show called Sesame Street, mm-hmm. and uh, that would have been when I was four years old. Wow! I think aren't they forty years old now, or thirty nine years old now? I think they had their fortieth. 40th- one last year or well, something. Can you so believe you that I would remember something from when I was four? But I did. I remembered yeah. the very first episode because it had puppets and they sang. And I remember Kermit singing up at the stars uh, this song. And I don't remember the song, but I and I was sitting on her lap. That's what I remember about that. And then we watched it every time it was on. And I was so excited to go over there and watch that. But then as I got older and stuff, you know, we moved away from the neighborhood, but uh, her husband was, is, or was named Dick. And he was a, um, he worked for a, a, I think the mill, one of the mills in town, the woodworking mills. And he was, he had a big garage and a shop and stuff, and he would create things and do different things. And I really enjoyed um, talking with him, but what he passed on to me was his love for music. Mm -hmm. He was an audiophile. And that means somebody that really loves audio, music, and stuff. And he had the the latest technology all the time, like stereo systems and speakers and all these different things. And what he left for me was love for music. Um, he had all these different albums that we would play, and, and we really enjoyed it. And uh, I actually got my love for Willie Nelson from him, too. I'm not sure if I thank him for that or not. Yeah. I don't... You know, it's really odd, because I really like rock and roll and stuff and for some reason i really like well i know why the reason is because he had every willie nelson album ever i did kind of enjoy the willie nelson christmas album though it was kind of different it was kind of different hearing him sing you know jesus music you know that he chopped his braids off no way. Yeah, for the very first time ever no way does he have short hair now he does Wow. Yeah, I was shocked too. That that's different. Yeah. But anyway, so so anyway, the people in our lives that we care about and that spend time investing in us really leave a legacy for us. And I think today's program really is talking mostly about what do you want to leave for your family, your children, or the people that are close to you? What do you want to leave behind for them? And we asked that question on Facebook. Oh yeah. We I do. did. And what mm-hmm. did I say? It says, um, what do you think the most important thing to leave your family when you pass away? And what do we have for answers? Well, Alan says hope. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Lori says a sense of peace for being in their lives. That's good. Micah says my love. Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Angie says my legacy Detailed accounts of what my life was about and try to get as much of my history written down so that they know and my grandkids will know where they came from and who they are. I think that's really interesting mm-hmm. because I, 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 I have a lot of misinformation about my family because we haven't taken the time to write it down. My mom was just talking to me about that and we need to either do a video log or, a, or, a, uh, or write down our history. Because I think with every generation, you can tend to lose that. Mm-hmm. Especially I, if, like, if you've been adopted or you've been 
um, or, you know, with all the different types of families there are now, blended families, mm-hmm. it's so important that we find out about our heritage because it, it, it helps make us who we are. I mean, well, we have to make our own decisions and, it, and stuff. It's but interesting because on my father's side of the family, we just had a big family reunion last year, and they had they had the fellowship hall of the church totally um, filled up with genealogies and stuff about different people. And family read, trees and stuff. We read letters and stuff. Now on my mom's side, because both of her parents were immigrants, I really know very little about her side of the family at all. So, so you need to sit down with her and get that I taken care of. I don't think she knows very much either because her, her dad died when she was two. So. Interesting. Well, that might be something. Yeah. I think that's a great idea, and it's very important. Not that any of the other things that people wrote mm-hmm. weren't, but because we should leave behind the legacy of love and and uh, and hope and peace and stuff like that. But, boy, it is really a good idea to, to write down or... In today's technology, you can you can uh, do a video blog. You can have the kids come over and and you know talk about mm-hmm. you know the history and everything like that, and have that as a record somewhere in your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just it enriches people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm um, going on. Teresa says good memories and lots of photo albums with stories. I love looking at old pictures. You do too. I do too. I've I've yeah. tried to do lots of scrapbooks for my yeah. kids. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. It's been harder since I've been working full time, but yeah. I, I I did a lot when they were younger. Well, you should start doing a video blog because that helps. Mm. She loves the video blog. Mm. Stephanie says, "I want my children to have an appreciation for the importance of family that I have been given." That's a very important thing. Yeah, I think that's a great thing to leave a legacy of of uh, loving your family and. And having a respect for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peggy says, my belief in God. Which I think is really important. Yeah. And Jeannie says, I want my family to know that I love them and that God loves them. I want them to know that they bless me more, more than I can express. And then I look forward to seeing them again in heaven. And that's really, I mean, that's our conclusion, of course. Most people know that, that we we have faith in Christ and we really believe that when this body dies, that we go to be with the Lord if we've asked Jesus to be in our heart mm-hmm. and put faith in what he did on the cross. And so um, for us, when death happens, it's sad and it hurts just like everybody else. But we have a hope of seeing them again. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really important. And passing that down to your children is really, I mean, I know what I felt like this weekend when my whole family was home. And it made me get misty-eyed. And here I'm just, I'm young compared to, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. with families and stuff. But it was nice to have all my kids home and my daughter-in-law and, my, and our friend over. And I just sat there and I, I, I didn't even check my, okay, this is a lot for me. I didn't check my email <laughs> or Twitter in for six hours. I was shocked. But you know why? I realized, I, I didn't, I didn't I realized do that why. either, but I. But I realized why. It was yeah. because I was very at peace and enjoying my family. Mm-hmm. And I thought. That is what a Christian or a believer, the hope of when we pass away, that we'll be with our families, mm-hmm. that we'll be with the people that we love in eternity in heaven. And that is a, that's a fabulous feeling. I know what it's like on earth. Mm-hmm. It's so much more rich in heaven when we get to see everybody that, that we love and care about. So yeah. that's, a, that's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a few more comments here. I love um, what, what Wendell says. Cash. <laughs> I'm gonna leave my kids cash. face and a wink. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Thank you, Wendell. Yeah. Well, 
we'll pray. <laughs> we can leave a little to our kids. Yeah. Jude, <laughs> says, Jude says, memories, values, and faith. Everything else is window dressing. Mm-hmm. That's really good, Jude. Yeah. Very De- nice. Deborah says, I want my paintings since... They um, they want my paintings. They want my paintings since I'll She's be a, a dead painter and yeah. they might make more some money. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> but but seriously, funny. if they know I love them and I know they love God, I can die in peace. Which is another thing we're, we're seeing a kind of a, of a thread of faith in this in these. Faith and love. Yeah. Yeah. I love what Julie says. A big, fat life insurance policy that will enable them not to have any financial burden. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. I actually, just since I started working, we bought an accidental death one for me. So, yeah. So that, because right now I'm part of our family support. So Yes. And I have a life insurance policy as well. It's not huge or anything, but it'd pay off the house and take care of you for a few pay, months. Pay, no, pay for the funeral in the house and we'd be done. <laughs> I don't know. There's, but there's, that's okay. Not yeah. not really. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> but um, She hasn't looked into it lately, apparently. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I don't look into life insurance a lot. But it's something to think about when you have well, At least you won't put poison in my oatmeal. Yeah, I, I won't be cashing you out for any big life insurance policy. That's for sure. So anyway... um. Jeremy says, I want to leave them with the knowledge of my relationship with Jesus Christ. Without him, I am nothing. But with him, I not only have hope, but I have a promise. I would want each of them to know how important he has been in my life and how he has been with me through all the hard times as well as the good times. Very cool. And then... um, (laughs) Wendell's back again, and he says, "And how will you protect your assets? Gold." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think our gold is going to be on the streets of heaven, yeah. but but that's okay. Yeah. Um, Karen Marie says, um, "I would want them to know how much I really love them, my little family, and my parents and siblings, and my extended family have all been great in my life." Yeah, well, we've had our ups and downs in our mountains, but we've got over it, and um, it all helped grow. Also, um, you okay um, over there? Well, yeah, I'm getting lost in this, so why don't we go on? Okay, there's no more. Yeah. Um, but I have some on Twitter. Okay, why don't we read those? Okay, here's a really good one. This is from Wayne. Uh, And he says, I think some of the most important things to leave behind are lists of policies, account numbers, phone numbers, passwords, and no debt. Very wise. Very, very wise, Wayne. That is fantastic. In fact, when you said that, I thought, I need to have a little file on my computer that you you can look at if something happened to me, that you'd know our policy numbers and all that jazz. Yeah. If something happened to you, I would be rather lost. I don't know how to get into any accounts or anything. (laughs) And um, um, Tim says um, a will is the most important thing. And that's probably something good, too, to do. Um, uh, Rick says to leave them with a sense of security and the knowledge that they were loved and to leave them with no debt or or to manage or pay off. Mm. Another person thinking very practically. Which that is, is a good that's a great practice. Um, Simon, our friend Med, says, um, I'd say good memories. If you leave your family fond memories, they'll talk about you and pass stories down the family line. 
Hmm. I think that's really, really cool. And that's that's the comments that we got from Twitter and Facebook. I thought they were all very, very good. Some real good comments. Some, some real practical ones. Some, yeah, they were some great. Some that are like more emotional, like, um, you know, from a parent's heart, what we want our children to feel is important in life. And yeah. So, so some good stuff. Basically, in conclusion, um, from Amy and I, our advice for leaving a legacy is to leave relationships intact. In other words, um, work on the relationship end of things far more than the the financial end of things. Even though th- those things are important, the relationships are important as well. Um, and most importantly, our faith. Uh, leave our faith and our love and our hope to our kids and to the people around us. Uh, that godly heritage and belief system, which we think is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I have a surprise for everybody. Oh, I think I know what this is. My my son, Nathan, and his wife, Ivy, um, wrote a song. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to play it for you. I asked his permission, and he said, sure, Dad, you can play it. And I thought it's a very sweet song mm-hmm. that they both sing on. It's a love song. It's a love song. And, yeah. you know, um, I was listening to Trex and Sci-Fi, the podcast, um, just this weekend. Um there was a a special music segment by one of the listeners named Vartok, who is a good friend of mine on online. And he always does these incredible jobs of, of showcasing artists. And he was talking about Jerry Goldstein's, um, I think, isn't he the guy that wrote the, the Star Wars stuff? You're asking the wrong person. Oh, man. Well, anyway, he talked about his son, who also is a... Is a um, Boy, I hope I got the name right. I'm sorry, Vartok, if I messed that up. Anyway, he was talking about a composer's son who also is a composer. Mm -hmm. And then they interviewed the composer's son, and he was talking about how he had a love for his dad's music and how um, even though he did it differently a little bit, and he's the guy that does all the Stargate music or did Mm -hmm. Stargate music and stuff. And I thought it was fascinating that he was talking about that legacy that was given to him by his father, and now he operates in it and you just you come to enjoy it when you see that in your kids and stuff and Mm -hmm. i just i love hearing when nathan creates things and he's just kind of on the edge with a lot of stuff and i love it and uh so it was really nice to get this song and listen to it i played it about 50 times and i really liked it and there's no there's no barking in it (laughs) yeah it's a sweet love song it's a nice so we'll play that and we'll be right back to pray and we'll talk about next week oh by the way this is called what is this called do you remember what it's called? Mm, no, I don't. Did he have a title on it? I think so. Oh, so much. So much. Okay. So here's so much by Nathan and Ivy Moyer right here. I'm taking with you.
there you go. Sweet love song by Nathan and Ivy Moyer right here on Taken With You called So Much. It's, Did, it's very good. I like it. Yeah. Very um, techno. Mm-hmm. That was funny. <laughs> well, he really likes Owl City and stuff like that. And I, I kind of liked him like Owl City, too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he did that on, I guess they did that on their Mac. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. Is it GarageBand or something? I don't know what he uses, but uh, mm-hmm. pretty fun and very cool. Okay, so let's see. What else did we want to say? Before? Oh, you know what? You can find us in several places if you want to communicate with us or find more of our stuff. We do a weekly newsletter that you are more than welcome to sign up for. Uh, it is, uh, you go to our website, takehimwithyou.com. Click on the little icon that says newsletter and sign up. And we write every every um, Monday morning. You'll get it in your email. And it's an article from me and an article from Amy. And, and uh, we do it every single week. So uh, we, we've been thinking about if we're going to continue doing it because we don't get a lot of feedback on the newsletter. Even though we have, what, 100-some subscribers to it, um, from time to time we hear from people, but not really on a regular basis. So... You know, it's a lot of work to do an article every week. So if if it's something that if you if you do get our newsletter, let us know you like it because that would help. If you don't and you want to sign up for it, uh, there's a little thing that says you know. I mean, we were hoping it when we first started that we could charge twenty dollars a month for the newsletter subscription, but that hasn't really panned out. There's a few people that do that, but not very many. So we'll give it away for free uh, if you want it, and uh, you can just. Uh, uh, sign up for it, and uh, we'll put your email address into the little system, and then every time we send out a newsletter, you'll get one. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. The other way you can find us is at takehimwithyou.com. You can email us if you want more information or just tell us what you think of the program at uh, rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. I should get you an email address. This is Amy at takehimwithyou. What do you think? Um. Yeah. That, <coughs> I could probably do that. That would work i'll ask how i can do that my my webmaster friend will help me ah yes that would be good i think when you have your own um web page you can put anything at taken with you and it would get no, to us no not like anymore that no we too much spam that way oh okay yeah so anyway you can also um watch my video blog that is at youtube.com slash rick moyer 777 and uh, we have uh, if you just go to our website takingwithyou.com and click on the links there's all of our stuff and you can find what we do and our blogs and all that jazz and of course we're on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash rick.moyer and facebook.com slash amy.moyer and be our friend on Facebook we would love it you can follow me on Twitter at moyer777 you can follow me on Twitter too but I never read them yes that's the 17th time she said that yeah, but but I read all the Facebook things. She does. Yeah. She does, and she likes that. So let's mm-hmm. pray, and then we'll close. Father, thank you so much that you have given us a life that we can leave a legacy with. Thank you, Lord, for the air that we breathe and the people that you've surrounded us with. Help us, Lord, to be good examples and to leave um, faith, hope, love, things that will last forever. And we just want to thank you again for blessing us and helping us. Help us in the practical areas with the finances and the and the wills and all that and the possessions and all that kind of stuff. But most of all, Lord, help us to live our lives uh, to help others. That's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, that's it. Anything else you want to say? Um, we have a cute cat. He's laying right here in between us. Oh, Stripey's so cute. Yeah. I wonder if I could get him to meow. 
doesn't meow very often. No, we but we were concerned because there was this horrible meowing coming out of the kitchen. We ran in to see what was happening, and it was Stripey playing with a drinking straw. He did that several days in a row, but you didn't but we don't hear know it the first couple days. We don't know why. Yeah. He doesn't meow ever, and he was meowing at the drinking straw. I mean, if life was so easy like that. So you can meow at drinking straws? I'll meow at drinking straws. Here, got one? <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, take him with you. The podcast is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. <laughs> All rights reserved. Copyright 2010. All right, let me get my cat. Thanks for joining us. Next week, if we get enough comments, we'll do the Bible program. But remember, send some in. If not, we'll, we'll go on to a different subject. But uh, we will have good book part two don't worry it's coming but we want to do it with a bunch of interaction so uh, thanks for listening hi my name's al and my wife joyce and i are big disneyland fans in fact we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth in our show tales from the mouse house We'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, Check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast, or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Kenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsofthegild.com. Rick, my brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show, so keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. 
captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast.